everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! you get around licensing agreements when your partner has a band. I like that's it, right. Tone. I will not say that's an, a, a Tony, a Tony original. And what's the name of the band that that's? Uh, in flesh, case anybody wants to get, listen to more, Flesh Reaper. Flesh yeah. Reaper. Oh, flesh Reaper. What's the name of that song? Gotta get away. Or just to get, I'm sorry. Just to gotta get, get away by <laughs> Flesh Reaper. Just to get away. A Tony original. Uh, very cool, man. Well, that's your very vocals, cool, right, Tony? That's, yes. Those are your vocals? That's yes. you screaming your ass off. Now, do you me. play any instruments too, Tony? Or? Uh, I play guitar a little bit. You know, I'm not very great, but I play. I can write a little bit with it, and that's why I have a couple the male organ. Nice. Yeah, I have a drum set too, actually, but I, you know, that's just me whistle. the me whistle, yeah. you know. Yeah. Whistling is a lost art. It really is. Well, People actually, not know. Axel Rose had it down. <laughs> Axel Rose. Yeah, the Bangles. The Bengals, Susanna uh, Hoofs. You know who does it better than anybody is, is fucking Andrew Bird. You ever listen to that guy? He's kind of like, no, you know, no. he's kind of like a folk indie guy, but um, he manages to whistle in most of his songs, and when you first listen, you're like, wow, that's a lot of whistling, but uh, you get to love it. It's pretty good. His name is Bird. He has yeah, to be a good Andrew whistler. Andrew Bird, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was an amazing whistler. You right, know? and you think back, like back in the twenties and stuff, like pre-radio and things. Like the only music they had was whistling. They would just so like everybody was like a rock star. If you were a good whistler, you were like, "Ooh, I'm gonna hang out with that yeah. guy. Was He's this an the, awesome whistler." Was this the racist grandfather you're talking about? No, this was the cool grandfather. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know if the racist grandfather could whistle. Yeah, I, I mean, if so, you know, that'd be the only time he'd say something that's not racist because he, he's whistling. You can't whistle racist. No, he probably could. He could definitely manage to say to whistle something that would offend somebody. Whistle while you hate, I guess. Yeah, 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 whistle while you hate. Exactly. You know, we think about. uh, I think it's kind of funny. Like with uh, we talked about, like with patience, right? From Axe, from Guns N' Roses. Could you imagine? Like being in a band myself, I couldn't imagine going to my guys and being like, "Listen, dude, there's going to be this part of this song. I'm going to whistle, whistle for like a fucking minute. I'm going to sway. But at this time, I have leather pants on. I'm swaying my hips, so maybe it goes okay." But I mean, I just couldn't imagine telling my dudes that, you know. I mean, right. I don't. Even, I can't whistle. I cannot whistle at all. I do it poorly. That's like it for me. It's one note. It's, that's it. Like to whistle any kind of uh, melody, I cannot do it at all. Dude, I remember yeah, I was a you, kid Bob? and I saw someone whistle for the first time. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I was like, "That's pretty really? wild." Yeah, I couldn't figure it out because I was like, it's the whole tongue. I thing, really. You know? Don't think I remember. Are you sure they were whistling? <laughs> they were doing maybe maybe some some other uncle was maybe doing something else to you. I was I was watching that uh, different whistling. I was watching that different strokes episode where you know, <laughs> yeah. Wesley and them get let and, off. Uh, what was the name of Arnold's friend? Um, Dud- Dudley. 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 Right? Yeah. Arnold and Dudley went to get their bike fixed. And they bit off a little more than they can chew. <laughs> that was a rough one. As a kid, that was like, what the fuck's going on, Mom? What's going on? The right, yeah, that was a disturbing episode. Yeah. But, but we are the Uncle Puckers. We are full force today. It's like the yes. first time in a month that all four of us are here. I'm Chris with Bob, Dan, and Tony. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking us out. We are now part of the um, Hockey Podcast Network, so you can always find us there. And you can find us anywhere else that you get your podcast for your most in-depth, slightly 
half uh I don't know what Fucked the word up, I'm looking uh, for is. Messed up like a devil uh uh, I don't know what it's I'm saying. It's off the wall, It's been a it's long off the day. Wall. It's off the wall, Devil. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're just off we the are wall. what we are. And our band, so our we got, guy Dan is dying on us, too, guys. So you got to oh, get yeah, Dan a little bit. I might not make it through the show. So the, the show might be three guys. He's got 30 minutes off. to live. we got to yeah, hurry up. Not doing good. Got the COVID and I'm riding it out, and it's not been fun. Uh, lost all no. sense of taste. Also, everything sounds like it's coming through in like a harmonica. Like I, like, I hear things at different times from each year. It's very hard... That's to, like hear things. Does that like mess your equilibrium up? I mean, I would think that it would make you I dizzy. I know, right? I actually do feel a little dizzy, and I feel a little brain fog, and all that fun stuff you get with COVID. And how long have you had it now? Like two, three days, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I took the tests yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I don't remember. I I don't even know days anymore. It's not good. Yesterday you took the test. Yes, and I think I felt like shit for like two days prior. But yesterday is when I lost sense of taste. So I said. I, Oh, I think I'll take a COVID test because that's that doesn't happen with a normal cold. No. Now, Dan, did and, you get this uh, in Florida? Yes, I did. Uh, so yep, I was, another, so I was, uh, I was in Lithuania for a year before I got it. First week back in Florida, all yeah, you know, it's like in the COVID. water there. It's everywhere. Yeah, I thought it, it doesn't exist in that's Florida. Right. Don't we establish that? I bought. I actually purchased <laughs> it on the way over. You know, through America on the plane. So you know, but yeah, we. We got the yeah. COVID through customs. Yeah, COVID through customs. Uh, what do they call that when you get the liquor cheaper at the airports in between? I forget that. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Duty free. Yeah, yeah duty free COVID. I had there you go. And, no uh, taxes. Yeah, but I, but I, but I actually, you know, when we were heading back the year before that. We were heading back to from Florida. People started having masks on in the airport. Is when it first started. I was watching the news. I remember being at the gym, being like, "Oh, that's that's not really going to happen." And then, like, oh, two, now we know two months lying. later, two months later, they were like <laughs> locking us in our house, and then you can't go. So it's true. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. That sucks, man. But Florida is the place that I got it, and it makes sense that you got it there. Yeah. Yep. Super I have to say though, I miss I miss lockdown. Lockdown was awesome. I did it like how so... there was like no cars on the road. That was nice. Dude, there was a bald eagle in my backyard. <laughs> I have never seen back a bald eagle anywhere around here, and there was one in the backyard on my tree. Yeah. And uh, I, I was—I have pictures of it. I was completely floored. I was like, "That's a fucking bald eagle!" And yeah, and I haven't seen it since. But I just loved being home all the time. Yeah. I work constantly. I just really enjoyed it. I built a big garden. I did a bunch of you know bought a bunch of yard games. We we're outside playing ping pong every day. It was just so nice not being at work. Yeah, now, were the dispensaries? Was it was the dispensaries legal there during COVID, or was it after COVID? No, we didn't get that. Until what after. weed? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, that was that the the local one around here just opened up like two or three weeks ago. Okay, Florida so, it was already definitely. open. Those places were packed during the uh, lockdowns. Well, I mean the medical places around yeah, here. Yeah, the medical are open, places. But yeah. yeah, but we don't have cards, you know. You guys but. are more like you could just now it's just like you just go right. You go, anybody can get it now. It's recreational, well, like a beer, right? Yeah, yes. those are essential yes. workers, you know. Yeah, you know it's amazing though. <laughs> like you go through something like COVID and you realize who the actual essential workers are. Like who are the people? The people that get paid the least. Yep, who you shit guy. on constantly when yep. you see the guy packing your groceries or driving the trucks. No, they're the ones that keep this country rolling. Yeah. Um, yeah. You well, know. UPS guys, they just signed like some big contract. I saw them get a lot of news on that, and it's like good because they had to come to work no matter what. And that's not yeah. an easy job. And, uh, you know, as much as we like hockey, they were able to shut down and life went on without hockey for that period of time. That was hard, but let's face it, nobody was going to live without packages being delivered. No. 
And, I mean, we could have lived without the Devils that year, too, because that was just... It was kind of like, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was... The I'm glad season. they're shutting this I mean, shit show down. If we down. Shut, shut down last year, that would have really hurt. But uh, the year right? we did shut 2020, that was okay with playoffs. <laughs> That was Tampa, right? They won the, the, yeah, the yeah. cup that the year, bubble. right? In the bubble against and the Canadians because the they did that weird, like, 1 through 16. And they thing, referenced right? it the they, COVID they, Cup, actually. A lot of people, like, you know, they, they'll mention that cup, the COVID Cup. Just the creepy oh. cardboard cutouts was probably the worst thing about sports. <laughs> yes. I, I, I did think about getting one, yeah. I'll be honest with you, but then I would watch it on TV and I'm like, this is just freaky. Oh, like, that's right. The that baseball would, seat. like, hit him in the head. <laughs> weird. <laughs> you win a prize. You know they were like, head off. You look over the stands, there's a carbon cutout of Bobby and uh, Ryan Graves. <laughs> they sit next to each other. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Yeah. Bobby's holding know. popcorn on his lap and he's raising hands. <laughs> I heard about this trick, it works. <laughs> they were hoping that was going to take off and, like, okay, we could still sell these seats. We just got to sell their cardboard cutouts. That's right. <laughs> people fell for it. I tell you, the, the first people that I, uh, like, as far as sports or anything like that, that I thought that did it. At least where it looked like there were some people there was WWE when they brought everything to this small thing in uh, I think they were in Orlando or somewhere in Florida. They called it the Thunderdome, and all the they had TV monitors where all the chairs are, and then people oh, yeah. would log in to watch it live. But you can actually see all their faces, so it did look like you know there were people right. there. Yeah, I mean they had to pipe in all the crowd noise, but when they did that, and then you had uh, you know. Five or six thousand people all watching from their computer screens. It actually looked like you could you could forget that there was nobody in there. Is what I was saying, trying to say. Chris, do you remember so, what the first sport was that let people in? Was it? Well, I want to say it was football for some reason. When they started opening up the stadiums, like twenty five percent or some shit like that. I think so. I think it was football because I, I I remember the Super Bowl that year was the the L A the Rams Super Bowl, right? That was the one Stafford one, and there was only like. I don't know, something like 10,000 people that they allowed in. They were all, like, mostly essential workers and stuff. Like, they gave Super Bowl tickets to, like, all the grocery workers right, and stuff like right, that, which yeah. was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I think it was football, <clears throat> especially the outdoor arenas and stuff. They were able to have people go in, like you said, 25% or something. But I didn't go to anything during any of that COVID stuff. Um like even like the I know you went to hockey during COVID, right, Bob? You went to the or the Rock to see games during. I was actually you... up there um, in February when it was starting, but we weren't sure it was here yet. So I just got a game in with Derek, and then uh, that was the last time I had gone to one until it all cleared up. But as far as opening, once opening day came around and they were letting people in, yeah, I didn't miss that. No, but did you have to wear a mask? No, you either had to show your vaccine card or wear a mask. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, you yeah, I, I think here at the malls you had till they were like, I remember like actually the convenience stores and stuff, they were only letting like 10 people in at a time. You had to line up at the door here and they were actually like, we have one of those electronic things on our phones that would tell, you know, our results or we had tests or not. And uh, yeah, you were only allowed like 10 people at a time in the store. So like everything sucked. Like every time you went to the store, it, like took forever because you had to wait for them. Yeah. Every time someone came out, it was one of those kind of things where they moved you in, man. It was like a, they even had drones. There was a couple towns here where they were sending drones to make sure there wasn't like yard parties going on because people were getting really restless here, you know. So, yeah. So. Now, were the drones armed? So if there were any <laughs> now they are. parties, they would, they <laughs> would they just are. fucking bomb them. <laughs> now they're armed. I, I mean, we we did uh, during it. Like, I mean, I would go out 
once every other day or whatever to do a little shopping and stuff. Some of the stores was a little bit Wild West-ish where they just let everybody in. But, like, I remember the Target over here, they were very good at, like, making sure that people were separated. They only allowed certain amounts of people in at a time. Trader Joe's was the same way. They would only let, like, 10 or 12 people in at a time. I didn't mind it. I mean, it just, yeah, it took forever, but... You know, if it's going to stop me from getting sick, I was okay with it. And then I think the first thing that we did, we went to a concert up in the city, my wife and I, um, and that was right when things were toning down and we had to show our vaccination cards uh, and and still had to wear a mask, though. But they wouldn't even let you in in New York without a vaccine card. Like, you had to be vaccinated or else you were not getting into any place in the city. So... And we would do, like, Dan and his wife would come over, and we would sit in the driveway, you know, 30 feet apart, you know, and just bullshit for an hour or so. And, uh, yeah, that was our fun time. Best uh, thing was uh, there was no traffic on the road, so I always loved that, you know? Yeah, I tell you, all I kept saying to my wife was, we can kill this retirement thing, man. This is awesome. I have no problem not working. Yeah. (laughs) And then when I went to Florida from here, I remember we came back, we went to Florida, right, during this, when it happened, was going on. To go see my family, you know, to stay there for a couple months. I have to admit, it felt damn good at first when I got off the plane and no one gave a shit. I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, now, I did get sick a week later. But (laughs) before that, I was like, wow, we could go places. We don't have to, you know. On the plane, we had to fly like 17 hours with masks on, man. It was fucking brutal. I I don't like flying anyway, so I definitely would not be getting in a, a... coffin with wings whatever during covid like you know and then and the the worst thing about covid like even after everything i have to say and being in like uh the type of business that we're in we deal with people and stuff people became complete and total assholes post-covid like something happened during covid where now every person they feel like they're just entitled assholes they're not nice i've noticed yeah. that like just the quality of treating people especially in like the service industry has gone you know? downhill yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the service industry is the worst that, you know, that's they, it they, they were all you know very appreciative for about five minutes and then they mm-hmm. now they're all like you know a little tyrants and you see them all the order around wait staff and things like that and me, yeah, and, chris know, know, and me and chris know firsthand man there's nothing more that like i don't know i've worked in the service industry for many many years and you just realize what assholes people are and it's really like you know, I think everyone should have to work in the service industry for, like, at least two months. You have to get a taste of it. Because <laughs> it would be it nice. Is, it's, yeah. You know, some countries you have to do two years in the service. You know, in America, you should just have to work in a restaurant yeah. for two months. That's yeah. it. Just two months. Yeah. You know? You'll change your tune awful fast, man. You know, Yeah, you will. Fast. Yeah, you will. Sure. So before we get rolling, though, um, we are uh, coming to you uh, by well, – uh, well, what the fuck am I trying to say? Uh, the Uncle Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, go. something like that. You can tell I have a friggin' I need to sleep. Uh, it's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, new customers, download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. To bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly, that's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery, please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Again, THPN is your code at DraftKings Sportsbook. Dot com. Micro machines. <laughs> That's a very wordy read. Damn, did you think that, man? They were like spitting it out. Very That's wordy. a very good read. I give you a lot of credit for yeah. that. Yeah. The the, the uh, ad up front is not that long, and then Mm-mm. everything else that no, follows the, is so long. The, the, the <laughs> so ad up front. The ad up front is new customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Now that you said that, do you have to say the rest of it again? (laughs) I'm not saying the rest of it. (laughs) You were spitting that out, Yeah, they got a bonus. They got a bonus plug. That's awesome. Okay, well, that's fantastic. (laughs) Now, Tone, uh, you have your uh, top five devil fighters list, huh? Yeah, you know, and it was actually tougher than I thought, and the problem is that there's a lot of lists out there for this, and I tell you, most of them, I, I can kind of see why they're, we'll go through it, but you can kind of see why they are the way they are, because the Devils have had, one thing we have had is some tough guys. We've had some tough seasons, but we've had some dudes who could throw down, um, and I, even when I was doing this miss, I'm like, I'm leaving this guy out, Bobby's going to be pissed I'm leaving this dude out, which, you know, I'm sure we all Adam know Adam Gray's a fighter. All right, well, that's a whole different story. But so we're twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, this was a hard one, I thought. But you know, and I have no, I never anybody who knows me, I don't do them in order. And there's no, this is just five dudes that I think you know fit this. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go. So you're half-assing it. I see. I'm half-assing it. I never go okay. with the numbers gotcha. because it's always hard to do that. You know, it's like your your. Yeah, you don't want to put the extra thought into it. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's cool. like we'll talk after the show. Children. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you're in trouble. Okay, my first one, and, we, and I think we're going to agree on a lot of these. But uh, this guy, man, I remember, actually, the first time I think I saw him was when he was with Albany. It was like 95. Like, the first time I remember this guy fighting. And it was uh, there was a game between Albany and the uh, Cornwall Aces. And uh, we had we had a goalie that Richard Shamultra, I think his name was. He only played like one game for the Devils uh, in his whole career. But he in Albany, he was fighting Peter Storkowitz. Eliash was fighting in this game. And Christoph Oliwa was fighting in this game. And, you know, Oliwa, I mean, this guy... First of all, anybody that knows him outside of the rink, this guy's pretty much like an intense dude, you know. Um, into the boxing world, uh, you know, just runs a camp, a shredded camp. Uh, but his NHL career, you know, he played 410 games. He had 17 goals and 28 assists, which in penalty minutes he was at 1,447. But the thing with this guy was he was throwing down, man. He, you know, he fought uh, Domi. He was fighting uh, Vip Alak, who was like a tough-ass son of a bitch. 6'5". You know, um, goddamn, he was fighting Stu Grimson. I don't know if you guys remember that fight. That was oh, a yeah, sure. fight, too, the Stu Grimson battle. Jody Sheldy, who we fought, like, I want to say, like, three times, you know, or four times in his career. But Oliwa, you know, he was a presence for the Devils, and uh, I really was a big fan of him, the Polish Hammer, you know. Uh, he was drafted by us, third round, 65 overall, you know, 245 pounds. The dude was the dude was just a beast, man, and I'm, I'm sure you guys you know, will agree. Yeah, you know the 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 thing about Oliwa that like anybody, if you remember back in two thousand, um, which was his biggest year with the Devils, it was the final game of the season against the Panthers, and he busted his knee or ripped something in his leg. As he missed that whole playoff, um, you know, we go on to win the cup. He he played enough games to be able to qualify to have his name on the Stanley Cup, 
but he missed the entire playoff. Yeah. And I think we, I don't think he played for the Devils again after that. I think that we traded him the following season uh, to Boston, maybe. His I don't final season where was he with went. New Jersey, though. I think he only played like one game, right? His last season ever in the NHL. Because he retired in 2006, and I think he finished it with the Devils. I, I could be Came wrong, back. but I believe he did, yeah. I think he played uh, like I mean, one maybe game. Maybe that's that the season. case, but. I just remember in 2000, you know, there's, he was a big part of that team, and uh, he got to had to watch the playoffs from the press box, had to get surgery, and that sucks. Yeah, you know? that's he, awful. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, I, I mean, Olawa was definitely a fan favorite. He was a tough dude. He earned that ring. He, he did so much during the season, so, you know, shame yeah. he couldn't get yeah, the play in the playoffs. No doubt. I mean, I took him on my uh, fantasy all-time yeah. double team. That's so yeah, much. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he did. Yeah. He made my team. I did actually have a list when I did this, too, of, I do know, like, it was the top, uh, I think it was the top 60 or top, no, it was top 150 fights of all time. Not top fights, but, like, the guys who fought the most in the NHL during this regular season. And so, with Alawa, he, he was number 31 on the list with 210 fights. And that's minor, I mean, that's, you know, minor now, AHL and NHL, but. Let me ask you a question, Tone, because you like the fighters, I think. Uh, maybe not like them more than us, but you definitely are more knowledgeable with that stuff. Who do you think was the best? And and don't we don't have to go back to like the seventies and even the eighties, but let's go from like ninety five to, you know, pretty much when did fighting cut out? Ten years ago, it started really slowing down. So let's just say like ninety five to today. Who do you think was the best fighter? I have. To, I mean, during that time, Steve your McIntyre, personal opinion. Steve McIntyre was a badass. Um, you know, another guy. I don't know Steve. I was McIntyre. a big I was a big Steve Probert McIntyre. fan. Uh, I was a big Probert fan, but I don't know if Probert was so much of a of the super fighter. But uh, the Boogeyman, remember Bugard? He was a badass. He was a professional you know? wrestler. Yeah. the Boogeyman. Yeah, the Boogeyman. But like you know, there was there was some great fighters. Uh, what's it? McKenzie was a great fighter too. I know Bobby. I, yeah, McKenzie was. Yeah, a good sure. Show. There was some great fighters, man. I don't know. It's, it's really hard. Cam man. Jansen was Cam a hell of a fighter. Yeah. He's got to be on your list, right? He's the next one, actually. The guy has... All right. Let's so talk Cam, about Cam. Cam is, you know, he was number 128 on the list, actually. About this, and how I many people it, were on the list? Two, two I think it was 150, I want to say. About. 150? 150, 200. But it was, it was like... Who was number one? Ty Domi. Which is funny, because he's like 5'10", okay. he has the most fights, you know. And it's like yeah. I said, it's his preseason NHL stats. This is a whole career. But uh, Cam was 128 on that list with 116 fights. Um, and, you know, Cam Jansen, one thing about this dude was is this dude had personality. And he brought such personality to hockey. And he still has personality. I mean, I follow Cam. He's, he's fucking funny as shit. He, uh, the guy was a hell of a fighter. I mean, he fought uh, Bassinet, if you remember that. He fought Rupp. I mean, uh, Thornton, McGratton. And McGratton's a guy right there. Now, there's a guy that would be ranked up in some one of the best fighters, too, I believe. Um, when he was in Nashville, he was badass. Uh, Riley Cote. But with Cam Jansen, you know, he was with the Devils for five seasons. Uh, you know, he was such a personality. And I felt what I loved about him, if you remember, which I'm sure you guys do, we watched a lot of him play. When he got in a fight, even if he was getting getting a couple socked in the head, he'd wave off that official. Like, get out of here. I'm not done yet. And those fights would drag. And that's what people who fought Cam Jansen would always say, you know, is that he would just go forever. And he has so much respect amongst amongst the alumni. Whenever I listen to anybody talk about Cam Jansen, whether it's coaches, GMs, players, they always say to him, we always knew when you were on the ice. You know, plus he's a metal fan, so I'm, he's one like of the guys. Fight with a he, smile, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Just loved it. He was so he made, entertaining. He made my, my devil list. Remember the team. brawl? We all know the brawl, right? I mean, the, the 2012 line brawl, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, Jansen was a badass man, and I, I to me, he is someone that I, I you know, when he, he was six foot, he wasn't even the tallest dude. He was fighting guys. So look at 
he was six two, six five was his opponents, and he was hanging in there. And you know, he was uh, that. I mean, that guy just I don't know. He left a big impression on me. He was like a Christoph Oliver type from from when I was growing up, where I was like, this guy is just a badass. And like I said, man, he's he brought personality and entertainment to the Devils, and that was a, a fun thing. Yeah, I didn't. I purposely didn't put any thought into this list because I really wanted to hear like just where you would come from from that. But when I knew you were going to do this, the one guy that came to my mind first was Cam Jansen, and for me, he would have been number one. Yeah, I just I love I, Cam, I yeah. just loved watching him. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and like I said, Cam, you know, he he was a personality. I mean, you always knew it. I mean, I, I, when he would get in a fight, when they would take him off the ice, like that was, was like a show going on. Like he got into well, it. Cam Jansen actually had some skill too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he wasn't just a fighter. Uh, you know, a guy like Oliwa wasn't going to give you too much too much points. I mean, he did he did score some goals, but Cam Jansen actually had a little bit of uh, a, a bit of a scoring touch too. Yeah, he was. You know, his time with the Blues, he was good. You know, I think he played what I think it's what three hundred and thirty six games. And I know, you know, Lou loved him. I mean, I don't know, you know, like we all, you know, how do you not like Cam Jansen? I don't know. How, if you, how do you like hockey and not like Cam Jansen? You know, I agree. Who's yeah. next? Okay, next we're going to go with, uh, you know, Mike Peluso. Of course, you guys knew he was going to be on my list. Uh, and, you know, this was a hard one, like I said, because there is, there is guys that I'll mention after I do this that I really wanted to put on here and I threw back and forth with. But, you know, Peluso, first of all, you got the heart. That's one thing. But you got, he fought Ty Domi. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, he used to battle with Randy McKay. Like, he had, like, three different fights with Randy McKay that I can remember through his career. Um, Buka Boom, the, the, the Buka Boom fights, uh, you know. Wow, Buka Boom, I yeah. forgot about him. When he Defenseman for the Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, now, who was Peluso playing with that he fought McKay? I don't remember I, this. I believe it was with Chicago um, when he was, was, McKay was with Detroit. So, he fought McKay when he was with Chicago in Detroit in 90, and then he fought... McKay in 91 when it was Chicago, when uh, Peluso was with Chicago and McKay was with New Jersey. So, okay. Yeah, they bad, they would go at it, man, those two guys. Uh, you know, he was, you know, he was a guy, he also he put up some, NHL totals, he was 458 games, I'm sorry, uh, 38 goals, 52 assists, 90 points, shitload of penalty minutes, 1,951. He had postseason points, you know, he played in 94, he played 17 games in the playoffs for us, had a goal. Of uh, ninety-five season, one goal, two assists, but he was a lot of heart too on that ice. You know, he, I mean, I think that one of the most iconic images of Devil fans back in ninety-five wasn't just Stevens lifting that first Stanley Cup, but it was you know Peluso not even being able to get out there for his last bench, shift because yeah. he was just on the bench crying. I think Randy McKay said he, his ass looked fat in the pants or something. He made him upset, and he was Told crying. They had a, they had a um, beef going on. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And uh, yeah, but that's like you know that's iconic. I mean, this dude guy you know wore his heart on his sleeve. I, you know, how do you not love Mike Peluso or and he's anybody number 24 that was on, on that the crash list too? By the way, yeah, he, cra- okay. he was number twenty four on that. He's list. up there. Two hundred and twenty three wow, fights. Two hundred and twenty three fights. You think about that now. Of course, I don't know. I'm sure you guys know the story of Mike Peluso, which is not a happy one at the end, pretty much with the Devils and him. Uh, there's a lot of you know he sued the Devils. Um, he was, you know, he was injured against. Well, I guess it was the Nordiques when the Devils were playing the Nordiques. He was sent out there. He got in a fight with Tony Twist. Supposedly, he had had a concussion before this. He had let them know, and they sent him out there anyway. Um, so it's not a happy. There's a there's a bad thing going on there. Yeah. But Peluso, you know, like you said, how how's his remember? health now? Is Peluso okay well, I think now? No, I think there's some issues. Uh, he's fucked up. Yeah, I think he's. You know, that's the problem. Like I love. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I love the old way, like old. We like you mentioned earlier. That's I grew up like that. We all did. I just love it. Of course, there's that side of me that does know that, you know, 
sometimes it sucks because some of these dudes are never the same. Um, but you know, and but as still, long as you're entertained, Tone. But when that's you get, the but when you thing. fight 223 fights, I mean, shit's gonna happen. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's a lot of fights, so, man. Hold like, on, did you say he played just shy of 500 games? Yeah, I believe he was that. And he had 230 fights. He had a fight every other so, game. Every other yeah, game. But this yeah. also goes with the AHL. I believe it goes for minors and preseason NHL. That's yeah, still a lot of fighting. I mean, that's a lot of fighting, dude. How many Nearly fights have they been all together? Wow. But you look at a guy like Christoph Oliwal. You look you at a guy like like Mike Peluso. Like, in, if they don't have the fighting aspect of their game, there is right. no game. They yeah. are not in the NHL. They're not even considered. They're yeah. they're you know yeah nobody maybe not even AHL is playing in. Today's NHL. That's, no, none of them. It's not going to happen. We saw a lot dance. of those guys. Yeah, I mean, there's no, a lot I of guys. I mean, that wouldn't be here now. We even, like we were saying, I think, Chris, you were saying like two episodes ago, there's guys we love who are actually the next guy on my list I'm going to go to right now who might not, you know, who knows now in 2023 if this would be his kind of thing. But, you know, people Big forget Ken Danico, you know. Dan, oh, okay. Ten, when you go for toughness, yeah, he could I'm fight. talking about toughness, you know, and early Danico, right? Besides, he was on, you know, I don't know if you guys know, he was on soap operas. I think he was on, like, Days of Our Lives or some shit like that. Um, but, like, Danico, number 67. Who'd he fight list. on Days of Our Lives? <laughs> the whole cast. The whole cast. Yeah, he was actually a played a devil on there, which you guys, you know. But uh, Danico, yeah, he was number 67 on the list. 153 fights, you know, in his career. Uh, six foot one, 18th overall, first rounder for us in 82. Played 1,283 games. We all know Mr. Devil, but how can you? You know he fought Domi, uh, Kelly Chase, a lot. Yeah, Rob <laughs> Ray. Domi a lot. Rob Ray. He tore apart uh, King with the Rangers. Chris King, and uh, I think it was ninety. You know, um, it's just I don't know. I don't know how you leave Candanico off. It's one of those things. His numbers up in the rafters. I mean, he's Mr. Devil. You know, he's he came. He does our show at the beginning of the intro. How could you leave him off? I mean, absolutely. You know, he just Man, gets points for doing the intro. Yeah, I agree. And number one, or yeah, number so, five, or number so four, now number three, number one. Number. Now that I'm going to read number one, this was the hard thing for me, and I thought it would be easier. And I kind of get why most of the lists I read are kind of the same, because it's pretty much like how you have to choose in a way. Cause, so right. the two honorable mentions is going to be, I almost, this was a flip-flop right here. It was Randy McKay. I really wanted to put McKay in there. Guy, number 26 on the list with 220 fights. Isn't that crazy? Like, wow. I mean, McKay was a great fighter. Yeah. And the next guy I left off to, Bobby, which I totally was McKenzie. You know, he was number twenty-seven on the list with two hundred and fourteen fights. So uh, the guy Jim went, McKenzie didn't make your list. No, and the reason why is this: because at the end of the day, and I wanted to leave. Not I love Scott Stevens. I mean, he was he's the changing of our organization, a big yeah, change. Yep. But I wanted to leave him off in a way for McKay, but I couldn't do it. Um, when the, now when we got him in ninety-one off arbitration, when they offered us Cujo and Brenda Moore and two picks, and we wouldn't do it. We changed the organization when we got Scott Stevens. Um, Scott Stevens, and don't be misled, he's number 65 on the list with 154 fights. And the guy's physical just knock you on your ass, fuck around to find out. Ice play changed the game. You had, a, you know, the hits on Paul Correa, Lindros, when he cussed uh, Kozlov in 95 in the playoffs. You know, the dude, yes. Bob Basson, when he whacked Bob Basson back in the day. like. Well, you know. yeah, he's a special kind of fighter because not all fighters can deliver hits like that. Yeah, some, some of the, the fighters game. were like barely on their skates and they're just going to go out there, find you and, 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 you know, show down for a fight like Stu Grimson and stuff. You know, they were, they were lucky if they could ever line, but Stevens was a master at lining people up for hits. And, you know, if the guy got up one of the fight, of course he would. 
and he, he was a tough. I mean, he fought what Bob Probert. He would fight. Like I said, Bob Probert was a beast. Um, Rick Tockett, you know, he, he the guy would fight. I mean, and Domi, you know, obviously Domi made some remarks about him, which is total bullshit. But I will say, man, how do I leave Scott Stevens off three cups? I mean, and he really did just his physical, like not even fighting with Scott Stevens, just his smash you, knock your ass on yeah. the ice, just change and, the game. And the only guy on this list that I believe would have been dominant in today's NHL. Ah, yes. I mean, that's an excellent yeah. point. Do you remember uh, when yeah. Domi hit, was it Domi hit Needlemeyer, right? And do you remember, like, Stevens? It's Niedermeyer, not yeah, Needlemeyer. Stevens, like, Needlemeyer is Animal House. <laughs> Stevens just went at, I mean, Stevens, like, there was a, or the, the Kozlov hit when he told the bench, you're next. I don't know if you guys remember That's that. what I was just going to say. Yeah. There's another iconic moment. So that wasn't oh, yeah. a fight, that was a hit. Yeah. Was like, yeah, look at my face, hit. you're next. That's that's just epic. But most guys, now, they'd be checking on the other guy, be like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm going to get fined for this. But Stevens was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, who's next? Bring it on, you know? I mean, so how do you um, leave him off? I did. Was what a leader. With McKay, it was kind of hard in a way, you know. Like I was like, ah, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, he's a. I think he was my first round draft pick on our our draft, I believe. How do you not? He's a he's an organized organization changer. So I mean, how do I not pick him? Yeah, sure. I mean, all the history of the Devils, it does start all with Scott Stevens. You know, I, yep. no, no disagreement to that. That's a good list, Tone. Yeah, it was tough. It was tougher Love than it. I thought. Though, right? I mean, you know, and Jimmy, it, sure. it is tough. It, it is tough because there were a lot of guys, you know, that, that were throwing down a lot back then. And, you know, you had to have a guy or two on your team that could fight. Any Anytime um, you're going to, like, have a couple honorable mentions, it just shows how hard it is to dial down to the five. Yeah. You know, you can go either McKay way. Depending the hardest on how you're looking at it. Well, put him on next time, jerk off. Yeah, McKay was, just, it was, it was it was tough with McKay because, you know, watching McKay play, that guy was just fucking grit. Like, he was just such a gritty player and, you know, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, McKay's awesome. You know, you know what made your list even better, Tone? What's that? Was listening to them in my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds. Yes. So, yeah, I'm telling you, these are such good earbuds. There's, I'm telling you, any they're the best earbuds that you can find. They are, they have a 32 hour battery life, eight hours of playtime, so you can listen what you want when you want for a really long time. Triple. Customizable, three customizable sound profiles that you can click just boom, 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 changes the profile. They come in custom gel tips because nobody likes them falling out of your ears, right? Exactly. Yep. You're on the treadmill, you're running, you're sweaty, and then your earbuds start flopping out of your ear. And it doesn't happen. Not with the Raycon. Then they're just almost half the price of other premium audio earbud brands. And the sound. Just as good, if not better, and they come with a 30-day happiness guarantee. So you can't lose. Create your own soundtrack this summer with Raycon. Right now, <clears throat> Uncle Pucker listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on your Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And they even awesome. match your bathroom, Chris. <laughs> what about uh, Devil You Know, Bob? You got one of those tonight? Oh, oh. you guys want to play a game? I would uh, love to play a game. Oh, shall we? Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. <laughs> I it's been a while. That. It's I miss that so much. That's <laughs> oh, great. All right, so this Never is the this, game. this is the devil you know where 
Me, Dan, and Tony tonight are going to try and guess a former devil. Bobby's going to give us clues of a former devil. We are going to try and guess it. We can scream, yell out, or probably not yell out, but give three incorrect answers before we're eliminated. We can ask Bobby any question that we want, and he can or cannot answer. It is completely up to him. Um, and that's basically the rules. I'm uh, just going to give a shout-out to the guys on the Purple Daily Minnesota Viking podcast because I completely, you know, stole this bit from them. So thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. <laughs> <Inventor> Howard. <laughs> that was great. I invented the devil you know. <laughs> All right. Bobby, you're up. All right, I think we got a good one here, and I'm just going to say up front, if somebody gets this one early, like within the first few, then you're anointed super fan, and you win, because uh, to Bobby me, went deep on this, this one. would be, be pretty hard. It sounds like it. <laughs> right, great. hard, right. Tony. Right. All right, Bobby. here we go. This Canadian-born former devil stands at nearly 6 feet and 185 pounds. His professional playing career lasted seven years. He had 59 goals, 66 assists for 125 points. And he's no longer playing? Correct. Okay. Good one, Chris. Good. His debut year, he played... He's still Canadian, though. Five... I don't know. He might have got dual citizenship. I don't know. Okay. His debut year, he played in five games, and he got one goal and one assist. Mm-hmm. He played two total seasons with the Devils. 38 games, scored six goals and four assists for 10 points. Huh. He was actually a first round draft pick. Wow. Oh. The year before the draft, he scored 34 goals and 50 assists. For a total of 84 points in 65 games with the Medicine Hat Tigers of the WHL. What year was he drafted? Did you tell us that already? I did no, not. No, didn't. Okay. Are you going to? No, I will not. How many teams did he play for? I will get to that. Okay. Okay. Um, in fact, the playoffs the year before, he had five goals and ten assists for 15 points in just 14 games. So and this is a WHL playoff. WHL playoff. So he had okay. scoring pedigree. He did not win the Stanley Cup with the Devils. He, he did not, not win Stanley a Stanley Cup. And he is no longer playing. Hundred percent, no longer playing. Okay. Is he alive? Vodka. How many games did he wind up playing? You said with in his career was it two hundred something? Okay, so I know two years with the Devils. Let me. I will uh, clarify that as we go. I mentioned his playing career was seven years and 59 games, okay. or 59 goals and 66 assists for 125 points. He played two years with the Devils, 38 games. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah. 38 games, got okay. it. Okay. Not only did he play just two years with the Devils, but that was his entire NHL career. Oh, wow. 38 games. Really? Over two years is his entire career. So when you said he had a seven-year career, only two years was with the I NHL. said he had a seven-year professional career. 
and the minor leagues are considered professional. Ah, so this is like so this guy played only thirty something professional games. Thirty eight games, all with the Devils. Uh, he must have got hurt. To give you a frame of reference, he retired after the eighty nine ninety season from professional hockey. So at that point, oh, he's oh, again in the in the minor leagues oh. again. I'm sure. You're really going days. back. No, no, no. You're now here's back. where a couple of you historians. This is where it should come a little that. better. All right. Any questions first? Any guesses? Um, no, I don't have any guesses. Okay. No, I, I, I could ask if he was. I'm, I'm guessing the guy was a forward, but he has numbers like a defenseman. So I, I don't know. And you haven't said. Would you like to ask me if he's either, a forward right? or a defenseman? Is he a forward or a defenseman? <laughs> he is a forward, but I did okay. set this up because I wanted you to think he was a defenseman. Yeah, I did. <laughs> right. I wanted to get to this point here. I don't know if this is going to give it away. First, he was the first Devil to be awarded a penalty shot and to score for oh. the Devils in 1984. And to reference the play, the great one, the reason he got the penalty shot is because the great one threw his stick at the puck. Oh. 1984. Holy so shit! You went, you so went, when he was still in, in against Edmonton, I guess. See, this is I, yeah. and I gotta say, did he? What year did he retire? Because I always didn't think we went past '95 for some reason. This is a tough one. I, I have not gone past where I started watching Devil Hockey, but I'm no, allowed this is, to. This is deep. Yeah. This did is he deep score? Now. Did he score in that penalty shot? Did you say? Yes. Okay. First award and overall, first penalty shot to score. Is he? Is this person like uh, part of like? Um, I don't want to say devil lore, but like, you know, people that know the team or familiar with the team, is he a name that people recognize? I consider myself a very big fan. I did not know this person existed. Ah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No uh, we might get to a point where you have to give us initials. But, right. yeah. I mean, no, 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 here we go. Can I buy a vowel? Now, I'm thinking exactly. t- Tony, Tony just I'm... hit on something before that made me go white, so let's let's just see here. He was drafted in the same draft, but ahead of Candanico in 1982. Therefore, he is the first Devils pick ever. Oh, Rocky Petraccia. He was a total flop. Bingo. Yeah. Wow. Who? Yeah. Holy Jesus yeah. Christ. Total flop. Total flop. This? He is actually. Wait, wait, that wait. just popped out of his flop. mouth. I know. Yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Just stop talking for one sec. Just real quick. What was his name? Rocky Trottier. Rocky Trottier? Trottier. Yes. He's got a very like famous Brian Trottier? brother that That's won his brother? Cup yeah. on the island. Biggest uh, I did Devils. not know. I don't no. know, Dan. Did you know no. this person existed? No, that's what not, maybe, I told you. I knew none of us were gonna like get this, and then I yeah. totally forgot that Tony has some kind of weird. I watched. Mo- the he knows in the 80s. every single. Yeah, but you remember everything. Like this is. Well, like, it had Tony can winning guys, all over this. I, uh, yeah, you, you totally set this up for Tony. No, no doubt. You, but well, let me fix this for you guys. I told Chris earlier. I think I told all you guys. I want to talk about a draft thing, right? And the thing I was going to talk to you about related to Rocky Trache because the That's thing was funny. is they had picked the worst draft pick by the Devils ever. It was the worst draft pick that any NHL team made, which I didn't actually agree with because they had picked Pavel Zaka for the Devils, and I actually thought that um, what's his name, Matteau, was a worse draft pick. So here's before the thing. that, but the worst was Rocky Trache. 
What Tony's but, saying is that if we were able to all come together and get this in before he started coming across this, maybe he doesn't get this at this point. No, I know Rocky Trotje because he is the like the biggest, the worst draft pick that they had. And he only played, like you said, yes. he was very limited in his play. Yeah, that um, was I, had, what, I had no idea. So yeah, just yeah, to, I didn't know him either. Just to sum up, I only had two more, and the, the next one was what I mentioned, that he has a very famous older brother who won four cups on the island and two more with the Pens, and then I believe some in his coaching career too. And that he shares the first name of a fictitious Philadelphia boxer from yeah. the movies. Okay, that I might have got it if I got those last two clues. Yeah. The last two really clues hard. we might have been able yeah. to put together. Well, Rain like, Man, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Bossy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, boys, that ought to do it. For Chris, Bobby, and Tony, I'm Dan, and we are the Uncle Puckers. See you next time. Puckers out. It's over.